The boy from Sweet Home Alabama is shipping up to Boston. That's right. Mac Jones is a New England Patriot. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Laser Focus, presented by Guy Boston Sports. Without further ado, let me welcome in my wonderful co-host, Faith. Faith, how are you today? Good. How are you? Good. I uh, I understand you're working through a bit of bit of a cold, so um, just so the, just the audience realizes why your voice sounds the way it does. Yeah. But uh, how's your off season been treating you? Very good. Two things to talk about. So since the last time we have done our podcast, uh, Tom Brady has won a Super Bowl with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So first he goes to Washington in the wild card game at Washington. By the way, the Bucs were the five wild card seed. Goes to Washington, beats Washington in the wild card round. Goes to New Orleans. To be fair. That was way too close to the game than it should have been. But Goes to New Orleans in the divisional round, beats Drew Brees into retirement, then ends up in his ninth NFC Championship in the last 10 years. Brady Rodgers at Lambeau Field in the NFC Championship. Beats Aaron Rodgers in the NFC Championship. Aaron Rodgers has now lost four of his five NFC Championships, and this one was at home. It all comes down to a home Super Bowl. That's right. Tampa Bay hosted the Super Bowl. So a home Super Bowl against Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid. And what happens? The Bucs hold Kansas City to nine points. Tom Brady wins a seventh Super Bowl. And the Patriots look like jackasses. So, Faith, I was obviously thrilled to see Tom Brady win this Super Bowl. But you were not. So tell us why you were not. I mean, I wasn't thrilled because I'm a Patriots fan. I'm not going to sit there and root for another team. Sure, Tom Brady won another Super Bowl. Good. But I wasn't sitting there with a Bucks jersey on cheering for them. I just don't. I just am not that kind of sports fan. I root for my team and my team only. I'm not going to follow a player. Well, you know what? That's okay. I'm a Brady fan. And as Faith, I'm a little offended because, yes, I was wearing a Bucks jersey. Not only was I wearing a Bucks jersey. I'm a Brady fan, too, but I'm just hey, not going to sit here. there and not root only, for Not only team. was I wearing a Bucks jersey, I also had a glass of champagne. I made myself lobster tail. I made myself a filet. It was a, it was a, it was a terrific evening. Well, that's good for you. So Tom Brady wins a Super Bowl with it. The losingest franchise in the history of professional sports, America's colon. I mean, it's just a disgusting place, Tampa, Florida. He he wins a Super Bowl with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and Bruce Arians is getting a ring, and Todd Bowles, the failed Jets coach, is getting a ring, which all leads back to this question that we have debated in Patriots Nation for years. And Faith, I'll ask you first, and then I'll give you my answer. Who gets more credit for the Patriots dynasty, Bill Belichick or Tom Brady? Please give um, credit percentages. I mean, I'd like to think it's pretty 50-50, to be honest with you. I don't think you could have dropped Tom Brady on any team, and he would have gone to the Super Bowl. He had probably some of the best receiver cores he could have had in the league. He had Gronkowski. He had other good tight ends. He had an amazing defense. Like, he was in good circumstances. Need a cough. You might need a cough. (coughs) Okay. Okay, and, and I, I agree with that, but Tom Brady, that team started off terrible. I mean, that team started off god-awful. I remember we did a podcast after week one, and you were laughing at how bad they were. They lost twice in the regular season against the Saints. Tom Brady willed that team into the playoffs and willed them 
two, four playoff wins. I mean, you, you've got to give the guys some credit. And so the way that I answer that question is before the Eagles Super Bowl in 2017 that they lost, I thought it was 55-45 Brady. After the Eagles Super Bowl, I thought it was 60-40 Brady. After Tom Brady goes to Tampa Bay and wins Todd Bowles and Bruce Arians a Super Bowl ring? Oh, my God. It's 75-25 Tom Brady. Okay. okay I'm sorry. And I give Bill Belichick a lot of credit, but Tom Brady, when it comes down to it, wins those playoff games. Bill Belichick is responsible for getting them to that point. But when you need someone to execute, when you it's a gotta-have-it moment, no one performs like Tom Brady. I'm sorry, but first of all, how many picks did he throw in the Green Bay game? He threw Second three. Ball. He threw three, and but they won. Should have been hey. four. I'm gonna keep going. We didn't. We won't win the Seahawks Super Bowl if Malcolm Butler doesn't make that interception. That was not Brady. Well, I agree, but they still came back from a ten point deficit. I mean, not a lot Second of quarterbacks would have been able to do that. If Edelman didn't make that insane catch, we wouldn't have won that game either. Tom threw a pick six in that game. I just don't think he deserves all the credit in the world. Faith, we can play what yes, if all he's day, the and I can quarterback Faith, of all we... time, but. I just think it's pretty 50-50. We can play what if all day, and I can take Eli Manning's two Super Bowls away from him and give them to the Patriots. I can. You we can play out. what if, and I can give you a perfect season in 2007. You okay? just cut out. Did you hear me? I, I heard you, yes. Again, we can, we can play what if all day long. <clears throat> I can take away championships. What if the Patriots win that, win that AFC championship in 2015 and Peyton Manning doesn't get to retire as Super Bowl champion? The Patriots may have beat Carolina, too. Like, who knows? I could play what if all day and give the Patriots 15 I Super I mean, Bowls. it's not what if. It's a fact. Tom Brady but, didn't intercept Russell Wilson on the goal line and win us the game. Malcolm. That Brady is did. true. But the way if. that Tom Brady was able to execute at the end of these games is is still something, I think, to be beholden. Okay? You're well, telling me that is, every quarterback the in the NFL factor. would be able to come back from a 10-point deficit against that defense? No, but he's not the only factor. He's not the only factor, but we're debating Brady or Belichick. We're not debating credit for Julian Edelman's catch here or Wes Welker's drop here or Gronk's catch well, here. We still we're debating Brady or Belichick at the moment. <clears throat> okay. Okay. So that this will be a continuing focus because, again, Faith and I completely disagree. Again, I own a Brady Bucks jersey, and the reason I bought that Brady Bucks jersey is to remind myself that success truly can come from anywhere, including the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, an all-time loser franchise. So let's move on. <coughs> Faith, you okay? <coughs> yeah, okay. Okay. Let's move on to the Patriots offseason recap. So um, I'm going to read you um, added via trade or free agency. Uh, and then we'll talk about re-signed or, and who we lost. So the new players for the Patriots, Trent Brown, who you may remember, one year, $11 million. Uh, Tight end, Jonu Smith, four years, $50 million. We'll circle back to that. Linebacker, Matthew Judon, four years, $56 million. Uh, nose tackle, Devin Godshaw, two years, $16 million. Uh, defensive back, Jalen Mills, four years, $24 million. Wide receiver, Nelson Aguilar, two years, $26 million. Wide receiver, Kendrick Bourne, three years, $22.5 million. Defensive end, Henry Anderson, two years, $7 million. Tight end, three years, $37.5 million. Center, Ted Karras, one year, $4 million. Linebacker, Kyle Van Noy, two years, $13.2 million. Defensive end, Mark Montrevious Adams, a one-year $1.1 million. Linebacker, Raekwon McMillan, one-year $1.2 Now, Faith, 
Uh, does anything stick out about this uh, free agency period as opposed to uh, some previous free agency periods? Yeah, a lot of money. Yeah, uh, almost um, about a quarter of a billion dollars, almost uh, about $175 million guaranteed. Yeah. Um, obviously, we have, like, those big contracts and those big players we'll have to talk about, but I just wanted to say really quick, I really like the addition of, like, bringing Trent Brown and Kyle Van Noy back, like, two players that were really good for us and know our system really well. Yeah, I like Kyle Van Noy, Trent Brown, <clears throat> I wonder about, but, hey, I, I like I, – I'm going to call – um. I'm going to call our offensive line the industrial park this season because they are all very, very large individuals. Now, <laughs> Faith, um, let me ask you, on this list that I just read, who's your favorite signing? Um, I want to say Hunter Henry, but I just really can't pick a favorite till I see them perform. Out of my, I would say one of my, I would say one of my favorite moves was re-signing Van Noy and then also getting Jalen Mills since we lost Chung. Okay. Just I'm skeptical of adding offensive pieces that are good because of the history we've seen with taking players that are supposed to be good and then they come here and they're like washed up. But well, we'll get to the washed up Bob playing quarterback in a minute. Uh, <laughs> I think this is a very simple answer. I think John o. Smith. Uh, is going to be a huge producer for this team. Again, Hunter Henry's so. probably going to as well, but I think Jonu Smith is probably going to be running routes, whereas Hunter Henry's probably going to be blocking a little more. The one criticism, and and you know what? When the Patriots spend this much money, I'm not going to complain, does feel like they overpaid a bit on wide receiver. And again, when they go to the draft, I think that matters. Um, yeah, I, we, we're gonna... I think Nelson Aguilar is a really, really good player, so... I'm hoping for the best. Yeah. Um, someone that, you know, we haven't, neither of us have mentioned Matthew Judon, but I mean, four years, $56 million. He better perform too. We'll be keeping yeah. a close eye on him. So let's move on to the Patriots players that they've re-signed. Uh, quarterback Cam Newton, one year, 5.1 million. Defensive end Dietrich Wise, four years, 22 million. Cornerback Justin Bethel, three years, 6 million. Kicker, Nick Folk, one year, 1.6 million. Center, David Andrews, four years, 19 million. Running back, James White, one year, 2.5 million. Now, Faith, let me ask you, give me your favorite and your least favorite out of that list. Uh, my favorite is probably James White, because I think that we need a really good veteran running back right now, because I don't think Sony Michelle's that good. We have... Um, Damian Harris, and then we just drafted. Let me see his name. What's his name? Yeah, we'll we'll touch on the draft a bit later. Well, it, we drafted another young running back too, and I think that James White is a really good leader for our team, and I think it'll be really good to have him back. And least favorite on that list? Um, probably Nick Folk because I just still don't <laughs> have much faith in him. To be honest, Nick Folk is your answer. Yes. I'm sorry. I, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Tell us why Nick Folk is your least favorite signing. Because I just want a good kicker, and I still don't know if we have any hope in him being a good kicker, but we'll go with it. Okay. Well, I certainly have my kicker concerns, but there's another position on the field that I have extreme concerns about. But first, let me tell you my favorite signing. Uh, I, I would use James White, but I also think David Andrews is on par, so I'll use mm -hmm. that one. Uh, four years, 19 million. That's pretty cheap money for a center and i i think uh again that industrial park of an offensive line can use a good center i think david andrews huge huge resign yeah uh, but also but, just but also my problem with that is that we signed ted karras for a four million dollar deal right before 
so I just think it's a little confusing, but it's fine. Yeah, it's it's a bit re- it's a bit redundant, but honestly, I'm okay with having uh, two centers, two capable yeah, I centers. Think I mean, that's a position you need. I think they didn't think that they were going to get Andrews. I think they thought he was going to go somewhere else for more money, and then that didn't end up happening. So. Yeah, I mean, around free agency, they were talking about David <clears> Andrews <throat> getting uh, around $10 million a year, and he only got, if you average it out, he got under $5 million a year, four years, $19 million. Okay, now my least favorite signing of this group is quarterback Cam Newton. Let me tell you all a story. I'm in Disney World for my sister's 21st birthday. We are at breakfast. I am eating a Mickey waffle, and I get an alert on my phone. The New England Patriots have re-signed quarterback Cam Newton, and I almost spit out my Mickey waffle. It ruined my day. It ruined my breakfast. I cannot believe you're bringing this guy back. Did you watch him play last year? He can't throw. There's a reason they brought him back. He was struggling with injuries, and I don't know why everyone else is, why everyone is counting him out after one year. I watched him play for 14 or so weeks <laughs> last year. That's why I'm counting him out. Um, okay. Well, Faith, this, again, the Cam Newton discussion, we'll, we'll move on later in the show, and it's, again, going to be a continuing theme because, again, you let Tom Brady, the greatest quarterback of all time, go. He wins a Super Bowl with Tampa Bay, and you have Cam Newton who can't throw. Now, let's talk about the players that the Patriots lost this offseason. Uh, right tackle Marcus Cannon traded to Houston. Offensive guard Joe Tooney signed with Kansas City. Defensive tackle Adam Butler signed with Miami. Defensive tackle Bo Allen released. Wide receiver Marquise Lee. I don't think he played a game for the Patriots. Safety Patrick <laughs> Chung retired. Ryan Izzo traded to Houston. Wide receiver Dante Moncrief uh, trade, signed with Houston. And linebacker Brandon Copeland signed with Atlanta. So, Faith, uh, anyone that you want to touch on on this list? I have a few thoughts. I'll let you go first. Um, yeah, I think Patrick Chung is a really big loss. He's been a really good leader and one of our best defensive backs for many, many, many years. Um, and then Adam Butler, because or Adam Butler and Joe, Joe Tooney, actually more than Adam Butler, because Joe Tooney has been amazing. And then the third one on that list would be Adam Butler, because um, he was starting to have a pretty good role in our offense but I think he just probably wanted too much money or defense sorry jeez he probably just wanted too much money but yeah anyone you're happy to see go Ryan Izzo (laughs) (laughs) you took mine um yeah I I kind of agree I think Marcus Cannon it was probably his time to go also I just want to point out uh, I'm looking at this list so there are three six nine players um yeah, nine players on this list. Three of them were traded to Houston. One signed with Miami. Uh, two were released and one retired. So mm-hmm. Houston's getting a lot of our players. And uh, obviously their their general manager is Nick Casario now. Um, and uh, the Miami the, co- the head coach in Miami is Brian Flores, who we're going to talk about later, but I think is doing a great job there. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, I think Marcus Cannon, time for him to go. Joe Tooney, bit of a loss. Adam Butler, bit of a loss. Patrick Chung, huge loss. I I think that they fished in the draft to try to find another deep safety. I also think Jalen Mills is uh, part of the reason Jalen Mills is here. Uh, As I mentioned earlier, I don't think Marquise Lee played a game. I don't think Dante Moncrief did anything. And thank God Ryan Izzo is gone. (laughs) That tight end core needs to be cleaned out. Can we get rid of Devin Asiasi and Dalton Keene too? I know they're on cheap contracts, but get rid of them. So, Faith, any final thoughts on the Patriots offseason before we move on to a few other topics? 
Um, I mean, I think really, really good, solid pickups. And I just hope that since they're really kind of short term, like deals, I think that I think that like with the deals we made, I think Bill's looking to win within the next five years. So I hope that, or I'm sorry, I don't think he's looking to win within the next five years. I think he's looking to win this year. So I hope that we have a really good season. Yeah. I mean, First of all, which Bill is turned... why, which is why, when we get to the draft, I wish we took our first draft pick a little more. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Save it, guys, save but... it, save it, save it, save it. Um, yeah, I mean, I, Faith, I think you're right. Bill Belichick is sick. He just turned 69 years old. He's not going to coach for five more years. If he does, that would be amazing. Uh, by the way, came out in the offseason that Bill Belichick is making around $25 million a year, yeah, which would be about. Two and a half times what the <laughs> highest coach, highest paid coach in the league is getting now. Uh, there are several people in the in the ten 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 million dollar a year range, but that is a lot of money, Faith. Um, anyway, you talk. We we talk about how they spend money. I think they spent money like drunken sailors. Two hundred and fifty million dollars, around one hundred and seventy five million guaranteed. They better be good. You you bought a new roster. You had to because the roster got so depleted because your drafts have sucked recently. Um, but. I mean, you cannot go out there this year and, and you know, you, you can't have a middling season. They're going to have 17 games this season. You can't go 9-8. and eight. You, you have to be at least 10-7 and seven at minimum and make the playoffs. I mean, Faith, do you agree that this, this team has to make the playoffs or, or else they are a complete failure? Um, make the playoffs in any way, wild card, anything. Yeah, I think they need to. Yeah, I mean, there's seven teams. It's it's absolutely unacceptable if you don't make the playoffs. Um, so let's move on to a couple of situations around the league that I wanted to touch on. And the first one is the Jimmy Garoppolo situation. So before the draft, San Francisco uh, gives up three first-round picks. Uh, their first-round pick this year, their first-round pick in 2022, and their first-round pick in 2023 to move up from pick 12 to pick three. Um we weren't really sure what they were going to do at that time. We thought it might be, we, we, I mean, we knew they were probably taking a quarterback, uh, which turned out to be true. Um, So they move up to three. Kyle Shanahan hosts a ridiculous press conference, several ridiculous press conferences, but this whole time they say that they're keeping Jimmy Garoppolo Um, and his most recent press conference. He was before the draft. He was asked, can you guarantee that Jimmy Garoppolo will be here on Sunday? And Kyle Shanahan responded, I can't guarantee anyone will be here on Sunday. So, Faith, congratulations. We have all survived the Kyle Shanahan apocalypse uh, almost four days into the post-Kyle Shanahan apocalypse. And we're all still going strong besides this ridiculous pandemic that we're still dealing with. Um, but anyway, uh, there was a lot of talk when, when San Francisco traded up about the Patriots trading for Jimmy Garoppolo. Not only because Jimmy Garoppolo had been here before. But because Jimmy Garoppolo was owed $25 million at the beginning or on September 1st by San Francisco. And that is a lot of money to pay uh, a placeholder quarterback. But again, they continue to say they will be paying him. Uh, Obviously, they took Trey Lance third overall. We'll talk a little bit more about that in the draft. But, oh, you better hope that Trey Lance can play. Because if he can't, Kyle Shanahan, you just wasted your next three drafts on taking a quarterback that can't play. You better hope he can play. Yeah, I agree. Um, 
I think that Garoppolo, though, being on that team would be a good, like, a good transitional quarterback and maybe someone that could teach him a little bit as well. So I, I think... mean, maybe. I mean, but for $10 million, you could have signed Ryan Fitzpatrick, who probably could do a similar thing. Now, Faith, did you want uh, Jimmy Garoppolo back on the Patriots before the draft? I didn't, know. I think he's injury prone, and I just don't think he'd be that good. To be honest. Okay, I, I disagree. I mean, I wanted him. I think you can beat a lot of the stupidity out of him, and he's going to get hurt less here because you can coach it out of him. But, you know, yeah. we're, we're probably never going to know. I'd still welcome him back. Uh, but, again, we're going to talk about the draft. I'm sure if you don't live under a rock, you understand what the Patriots did at the draft. Uh, Faith, any final thoughts on the Jimmy Garoppolo situation? Um, Not really. I mean... I don't see there being a situation that he comes to New England, so. Do you see him being released on September for, on August 31st? I don't know. I really don't know, to be honest. Okay. I mean, the 49ers uh, have made it sound like he's not going anywhere, but I really don't know. I think if he gets released, he's going to New Orleans. Which I, I would love to see him with Sean Payton. Have, uh, there, been be- rumors, have there been rumors of like a, pl- a destination? Uh, New Orleans, Chicago, and the Patriots were all rumored before the draft, and there were there were uh, rumors that New Orleans wanted to wanted to trade up in front of the Patriots and take quarterback Mac Jones, who the Patriots obviously took. Um, now, Faith, I also wanted to touch on the Aaron Rodgers situation. So, on the day of the draft, reports came out that Aaron Rodgers wanted out of Green Bay. These reports are still trickling in, but these reports dropped hours before the draft. Now. One of the reports stated that San Francisco reportedly offered the third overall pick and Jimmy Garoppolo and other players for Aaron Rodgers. Now, Faith, I want to know, if you are Green Bay, would you have taken that deal? Um, I don't know. I mean, there's obviously reasons for what they're saying, but the guy divorced his own family. He's not going to be that loyal to them. So, Oh, my God. I take that deal. I take that deal every day of the week. The third overall pick in a in – a, quarterback draft where you can get you can set up your draft board for the next two or three years oh i take that pick goodbye aaron Rodgers. we can use jimmy garoppolo um obviously aaron Rodgers very upset the the packers have not drafted uh offense in the last 10 years in the first round except for jordan love last year who's a quarterback who's yeah. obviously his heir apparent which i love i think this season if we've learned one thing it's that it's better to be early than late on the quarterback bill belichick tried to do that with jimmy garoppolo and then when tom brady ended up leaving uh we fell flat on our faces so i i love the idea um and and, i mean if you're if you're if you're green bay take the deal let aaron Rodgers go now faith my final question does aaron Rodgers play for green bay next year i don't think he's gonna retire and I don't think they're going to trade him. So my guess is yes. But I, I, I'm on the fence, but I don't think they're – uh, if there was one person to, to actually sit out a season and pay back their signing bonus, I guess he's got to pay like $22 million of his signing bonus back. It would be Aaron Rodgers. So just, just for bleeps and giggles, he's not – I'm going to say he's not playing with them next year. And we do have – um, Faith, we do know a Packers fan who is currently on standby if anything happens, right? Uh, yeah. Okay, good. Yeah. Um, I 
But I just don't think they're going to trade him. I really don't. You don't? No. It would be, they should. It would be so stupid. They should trade him. They're but literally, anyway. They're literally refusing to, I'm pretty sure. So unless he sits out the season, I don't know what solution they can come to, but. Yeah. Okay. So let's move on to the draft. Now, what I want to do, Faith, is I want to go through the entire first round. We'll go through any thoughts we have um, on any of the players in the first round. And then we'll, in detail, go through all the Patriots picks. Um, so Jacksonville Jaguars take Trevor Lawrence first overall, who who's out of Clemson, obviously quarterback, highly touted. Faith, do you have any oh, thoughts wait, on Trevor I Lawrence? I to say something. When I was looking at colleges in the Carolinas, um, I'm literally 99% sure I saw Trevor Lawrence drive by in a Range Rover. So, at Clemson, by the way. That is a cool story. I, I have a cool story on Zach Wilson. And, uh, at but... the, and the draft was only a couple days after it, like three days after I saw him there, I'm pretty sure. And he was still in South Carolina, so I was like, that was definitely him. Well, there were shots of him getting off a private jet in Jacksonville, but South Carolina and uh, Jacksonville are pretty close, especially when you have Shotcon's private jet. When he was at the draft, this was like three days before the draft, but I saw him, I'm pretty sure. When he was at the draft, they showed his house and it said his location. He was in South Carolina. Yes, he was. There were reports before the draft. He wanted to spend uh, the draft with his close friends and family. So all the props to him. Um, I don't know if he's going to have a successful career. Sure, he may have done well in college. I watched him suck against Alabama in uh... – actually, no, it wasn't Al- – was it Alabama? I watched him suck in two playoff games, uh, one against Ohio State and one against – yes, it was Alabama, his sophomore year against Alabama, last year against Ohio State, um, or something like that. I, I don't I don't know. Um I don't even know if he's going to pan out in Jacksonville, but time will tell. Faith, do you have any thoughts on him? Um, I think that he's. I think that he's a good player, and I think it's probably your best bet for a successful quarterback in this draft because I don't know that anyone else is like all that good. I'm really skeptical about the quarterbacks this year. So, are you? It's it's supposed to be a highly tired quarterback draft. And it does I know, like but I know, and that's why I'm skeptical. Is because when was the last time that we had that? Um, Josh Rosen, Josh Allen, Baker Mayfield, <laughs> Lamar. J- I mean, sure. three of those Baker are starting Mayfield, quarterbacks. Baker Mayfield is okay. He sucks. He's not. He's great. so overrated. Josh Allen took what three, four years to become a, a good quarterback. If you Played in the AFC Championship, that. I would deem that a success. Was he good his first for two, one or two years? No. Faith, it doesn't all. matter if you're good your first couple of years. If you turn into a real quarterback in year three or year four, that's all worth it. Okay, but I don't know if we proved that. You are all ready to count Cam Newton out and can't stand him because he had one bad season. He's a former MVP. Cam Newton's been in the league for 10 years. And okay, he got well, released by, he got released by Carolina. That's completely different than Josh Allen taking a couple of years injury. to develop. Because of an injury. I'm just saying I don't... Josh Allen's been good for one year. I'm just saying, how are you... I'm just saying one year of good playing and you want to prove him a success. One year of bad playing for Cam Newton and you want to count him out. It's just a ridiculous argument. I've watched Cam Newton play for 10 years. He's clearly washed up and done. Josh Allen took a little bit of time to develop. It's a completely different argument. It's false equivalency that you're making. You've had one year of bad play by Cam Newton and you want to count him out. You've had one year of good play by Josh Allen and you want to say he's a success story. Just not proven yet. 
Anyway, I don't want to say Josh, he's a success no, story. Stop. Josh we Allen might suck. My only point is going. he played in the AFC don't Championship need to this keep year. Going anyways. Okay, fine. You call him a success. Maybe Lamar Jackson is a success. Jo- Mar- Lamar Jackson is completely overrated. Until that man wins a playoff game, I will continue to believe that. However, Josh he's a Rosen starting quarterback. Josh Rosen stay on a practice squad, okay? So Josh Rosen is the one bust out of those four. Anyway, can we move on? Again, I don't know if, I don't know if Trevor Lawrence is the right guy, uh, but I, I, you know, I, would cut some, I would cut the hair. Anyway, let's move on to Zach Wilson, who I, when I was at UMass, watched him uh, play at UMass. Uh, I was not totally sober for it, but I did attend that particular game with a friend of mine. And uh, I don't remember much. I know that he put up 56 points through for they, – they had about 500 total yards of offense, and I believe he threw for four touchdowns. But he's going to the New York Jets, who have a history of ruining quarterbacks. But their new coach, Robert Sala, right? Yes. Their new coach, Robert Sala. They have a new coach, new quarterback. We will see. Obviously, Sam Darnold traded to Carolina – Carolina picks up a fifth-year option on uh, Sam Darnold. So I hope Zach Wilson's good. I think the city of New York needs um, needs a good quarterback. Um, I mean, Daniel Jones certainly isn't there yet. And don't forget, Faith, the last two uh, – the last the last Jets playoff win was in 2010 against the Patriots. And the last, the last game that a New York team won in the playoffs was the 2011 Super Bowl against the Patriots. So it's been 10 years since the New York team won any playoff game. This is the biggest media market in the country. It's crucial for the NFL. Um, and I didn't mention Zach Wilson out of BYU. These two, we were pretty sure were going first. Three, San Francisco 49ers. Again, we mentioned they traded up. They took Trey Lance out of North Dakota State. Now, Faith, I, I think we're all pretty pretty. I think we're all in agreement that Trey Lance better be good or Kyle Shanahan looks like a jackass here. Yeah, definitely. Um, but, well, well, they were either going to take him or Mac Jones were the, like... Or Justin Fields. Okay, okay. But, um, I mean, I don't know. It seemed like this was a probably a decent pick, and they still have Jimmy G, who went to a Super Bowl with them. So I think they're probably in a good position rather than the Jets who literally only have Zach Wilson because they traded Sam Darnold. So, I mean, they're in a good position, but they are spending tons of money. I don't know what the guaranteed money on Trey Lance's contract is. It's, I mean, I know Mac Jones is as 15 million guaranteed over, I think four years. Trey Lance went, uh, Trey Lance went number three overall. His guaranteed money is probably 20, $25 million. Uh, total yeah. over four years. They're also paying Jimmy Grapple $25 million this year. Again, Trey Lance better be good. I have some concerns because he was he was in uh, – he played in North Dakota State. He played well. He's only played one – he only played one game last season because of the obviously shortened COVID season. Uh, and then obviously he opted out of the spring season to be eligible for the draft. Uh, I, I mean, I, I just feel like this this guy has a lot of work. Maybe he's good. I'm not an NFL scout. But my only point yeah. is he better be good if Kyle Shanahan did all this. Yeah. I um, agree. Number four, Atlanta Falcons take Kyle Pitts. Very, very highly tied, touted tight end out of Florida. 
Keep in mind, Atlanta in the next couple of years uh, is going to need a quarterback. They just re-upped Matt Ryan's deal, but they could have used a quarterback here. Instead, they go Kyle Pitts, tight end Florida. Kyle Pitts looks good to me. Uh, Faith, any other thoughts on him? Um, No, I think that, I mean, I think that's a really good pick. He's supposed to be really good tight end. And obviously, they're good with tight ends in their system. They had um, Austin Hooper. So I think it's a good fit for them, a good pick. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then up next, number five, Cincinnati Bengals. First receiver off the board, Jamar Chase out of LSU. They could get Joe Burrow. The, Joe Burrow, uh, I, I probably would have gone offensive line after what we saw last year with Joe Burrow. He's getting killed. But, hey, I'll, I'll take Jamar Chase out of LSU if I'm a um, Bengals fan. Um, yes, but – there was a lot of debate because Penne, his name's actually Penne. Penne Sewell. Yeah. He's supposed to be really, really good. And if you look at the Bengals, you look at Joe Burrow, he got beat to crap and then tore his ACL. You know, an offensive tackle maybe to protect his blind side would have been a really good pick. And there was actually some debate that they should have rather taken that. I saw a pretty good meme actually, and it was like, and Joe Burrow passes to Jamar Chase, and then it was like him just getting absolutely killed, like by yeah. a linebacker or something. But, anyways, I mean, uh, I, mean, I think I... they have they have a lot of good receivers already. Um, so it's not a terrible pick because obviously Jamar Chase is very good, but I think there is some debate that they maybe should have taken the um tackle rather. Yeah, I mean it's it's a fine pick in my mind. But I am taking a, an offensive tackle uh, in that spot. I mean, Joe, Bur- Joe Burrow, the first overall pick, got killed last year to the point where he gets hurt and you're picking five overall again. So, again, this is like quite in line with what Cincinnati does. But we move on to number six, Miami Dolphins. They take the first player out of Alabama, wide receiver Jalen Waddle. And I love this pick. I love getting two of one of his old weapons. Miami could use a receiver. I think Miami might be good this year. Again, Faith, I love this pick. I'm not a draft evaluator, but wide receiver out of Alabama. Can't go wrong there, right? Yeah, um, I think it's a good pick. But I personally think Devontae Smith might be better than Jalen Waddle. I really do. I thought Devontae Smith was going to end up in Miami. We'll get to Devontae Smith uh, a bit later. But Devontae Smith, for reference, is 166 pounds and 6 feet tall. He would do well in Miami. He went to Philadelphia instead. Uh, I have con- some concerns about him playing in weather. Um, but anyway, number seven, the Detroit Lions. Penne Sewell, offensive tackle, Oregon. Faith, how do you feel about this pick from uh, Detroit? Um, obviously, I like it because he's a really good offensive tackle. They have um, Goff now, protect Goff. Um, yeah, yeah, you're gonna draft seven overall, Penny Sewell to protect Jared Goff. But Great. Who Goff is throwing to, things of that nature. I mean, maybe some offensive weapons would uh would have helped a bit, but you know, <clears throat> maybe a quarterback. Oh, but um, I think Goff is good personally. I really do. Uh, I, I mean, I don't he's... think he's bad at all, and I don't look. Really I think he's. I think he's mediocre. Um, I have no like, I problem with investing in your, in your offensive line. That genius! You can't say it was all McVay. Like I think Goff is not awful. 
I think a, a significant portion was was Sean McVay. I don't think I'm not telling you Jared Goff is like in the depths of quarterback hell, but he's not. I mean, he he's brought not them to the playoffs and even the Super Bowl multiple years in a row, didn't he? He brought them to one Super Bowl, but yeah, no, you're right. But no, you're right. The playoffs multiple. You're years. right. He did. Um, okay, number eight, Carolina Panthers. This I, I have some thoughts on. Carolina Panthers go J.C. Horn, quarterback, South Carolina. Cor- cornerback, I'm sorry. South Carolina. Now, Carolina Panthers, you're at eight. You have Justin Fields and Mac Jones available to you, and Sam Darnold is currently your starting quarterback. What are you doing? You, you, fake, you've got to take a quarterback in this spot, right? Um, maybe, but I don't. Like, I don't still, I think, like, like they're probably thinking next year. Like, I just think it's one of those situations. Like, I think they're in one of those situations, like, how I feel about the Patriots. Like, you aren't in a, in a like, absolute need quarterback situation, like, per se, the Jets were. Or, you know, the Jaguars. Okay, so, but again, you want to get a quarterback in your system for a year, and they, they again, wasted another year. So now you're going to have to spend two years with Sam Darnold and then start your next guy. So you're losing a year when you do this. But nevertheless, they take J.C. Horn. Okay. But you have Sam Darnold. I, but Sam Darnold, we, uh, do we think he's good? I think, I think, I think I the think Jets have ruined him. I think the be... Jets have ruined Sam Darnold. I don't know. I think that they got him hoping he's going to be the – franchise quarterback for a while i think you might be right i i I just i think it's a controversial pick until we see that sam darnold isn't washed up and and done but i don't think anyone expected them to take a quarterback because why would they they made a trade for a reason to get him i expected them to take a quarterback here i i was shocked and again another team i was shocked they didn't take a quarterback number nine denver broncos they go pat sertan cornerback out of alabama Again, Denver, what are you doing? I get you got Teddy Bridgewater, but you could use a quarterback. And you're at nine, again, with Justin Fields and Mac Jones on the board. And you don't take a quarterback. Now, Faith, I know you're a huge Teddy Bridgewater fan, but in this case, don't you kind of have to take a quarterback? Um, You know, I... I just think if they don't, they don't for a reason. Like, they must see something that they believe in, you know? No, I agree. I, I mean, I'm just saying this is a team that drafted Drew Locke and Paxton Lynch. So I don't I don't think that we can give them the benefit of the doubt here. Okay. Okay, regardless. Don't they, wait, they all... I feel like they have multiple... No they, I think they have Drew Locke, too. But basically, Teddy Bridgewater... Yes, they have Drew Locke. Yes, so is he any good? Okay, I think there's hope for either Teddy Bridgewater or Drew Locke, one of the two. Well, I mean, we thought that there was hope for Cam Newton or Jarrett Stidham, and look how that turned out for us, Faith. I'm just saying. Anyway, we got to keep it moving here. Number 10, Philadelphia Eagles go Devontae Smith, wide receiver out of Alabama. Small guy, but if you're the Eagles, again, another another uh, quarterback, you're – you're reuniting with, I'm sorry, remind me his name, uh, Jalen, Jalen Hurts. You're right. You're mm-hmm. reuniting him with Jalen Hurts. Uh, apparently they have a good relationship. I don't hate the pick. He's a little small, but, uh, you know, given the offensive nature of the league, I think he'll be fine. Faith, any thoughts? Um, no, I, I agree with you. And I, and 
we saw them. Well, isn't it like I believe like Waddle, Chase, and Smith all are reunited with their college quarterbacks? Uh, yes, uh, yes, they are. Okay, number eleven. This is I would argue the most consequential pick of the draft. The Chicago Bears trade up and take Justin Fields, quarterback out of Ohio State. And let me just say, I thought Justin Fields was going to go three. I had hopes that maybe the Patriots would get Justin Fields. But I have to say, Chicago, you better hope Justin Fields can play because you gave up two first-round picks to move up here. This year's and next year, and you better hope you didn't trade up and again take Mitch Trubisky. Yeah, but I think Justin Fields was like a really, really good pick. I really like it. I don't. I don't know how I feel about the pick. I think it's probably good. Again, I was hoping that the Patriots may end up with him. Um, so again, my my thing is Matt Nagy. You better hope he can play. Okay, number twelve, Dallas Cowboys. Micah Parsons, linebacker, Penn State. Micah Parsons. There was talk of him coming to the Patriots. Clearly, clearly a great linebacker, future great linebacker. To pair him with Leighton Vander Esch and the rest of that Cowboys defense, I think it's going to be exciting to watch that Cowboys yeah. defense. Yeah, that's a great pick. I really do like that pick. Yeah. Um, okay, L.A. Chargers, 13. They take Rayshon Slater out of Northwestern. I don't have a ton of thoughts on this. Yeah, whatever. I mean, they go to tackle. Um can never, can, never, can never go wrong in investing in the tight end. I mean, I, okay. don't, know they, I don't know what they tight end. Never what? go wrong. You just said never go oh, wrong. Oh, sorry. In Offensive tackle. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, I just, I don't know what they specifically needed. They're just kind of one of those like average teams that really whatever they got probably would have been helpful. So <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you have a quarterback. Why not protect him? Um, okay. Number 14, I just want to send a thank you note to the Jets for trading up and taking Elijah Vera Tucker because you all know the Patriots were at 15. The Jets took Elijah Vera Tucker at 14, who's a guard. Uh, and after the draft, there were reports that the Patriots were interested in taking Elijah Vera Tucker. So thank you, Jets, for taking him. Faith, any thoughts on that? Um, no, I agree with everything no? you said. Okay. <laughs> Which leads us to the main event for us Patriots fans. Now, Faith, I just want to preface this by saying we're ticking down. We're ticking down. There's some talk between us and other friends of ours about, oh, the Patriots are going to trade up. Patriots are going to trade up. And I thought for sure the Patriots are going to trade down to the point where I'm watching the draft and I'm like, oh, my God, like, just 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 end this pain. Just let let Bill Belichick trade down as he always does. But instead, as I mentioned, the Patriots take Mac Jones, quarterback out of Alabama. Now, Faith, I know this is a controversial pick. I love the pick because the Patriots drafted at a position of need. They they laid it on the line. They took a quarterback in the first round, something Bill Belichick has never done. But again, after last season's quarterback play, you needed a quarterback. You addressed a need. We'll go into yeah. this a bit further, but give us your I first mean, thoughts on this. I mean, everything you just said could be true he could be good he could be our franchise quarterback he also could be another josh rosen josh rosen was picked before him he's the 15th pick like i don't know how like we're so sure he's gonna be good i don't have that much faith that he's gonna even start on the field next year i just i don't know i'm just not as excited as everyone is i really am not 
Like, okay. And it doesn't give me much like excitement when Bill Belichick is literally like, well, he was there. The Like, they're going to make me take the quarterback if there's one there. Like, he didn't really want to. But... Faith, I, I don't want to cut you off, but I want to I want to save this when we go over the Patriots draft picks. Um, so uh, we we could go through the rest of this. But are... minutes in <laughs> to really hurry up. Uh, are there any other players in the first round that you wanted to talk about? I mean, maybe just that the Packers took a a cornerback that was projected to go pick number sixty six. Well, after watching Tom Brady pick apart <laughs> Kevin King last year in the NFC Championship, I can't blame him. And then what else? Oh, I liked um, Najee Harris going to the uh, Steelers, and yeah, Steelers. yeah. I, I don't, I don't love, I don't love taking a running back in the first round. But anyway, <laughs> any any final thoughts on the league and the draft before we get into the Patriots? <laughs> no. Okay, so let's go through the Patriots draft picks. Um, again, the Patriots take Mac Jones, 15 overall at Alabama. Faith, I want to table that until after we go through the rest of these draft picks. Pick number two, second round, number 38 overall. The Patriots take Christian Bar- Barmore out of Alabama, and they traded up for this guy. I think he's going to be an impactful player on the defensive line if we can get his disciplinary in, in order. Yeah, obviously he has some off-the-field like off the field problems, but... He's kind of just one of, like, those bigger guys that we're just going to kind of, like, shove in there to get to the quarterback and, like, fill the holes and stop the wrong game. He's kind of just, like, the classic, like, Patriots defensive tackle, so. Yeah, I mean, about and the I dimensions. Think he's really, I think he's really similar to, like, an Adam Butler who we lost this year or, like, a Malcolm Brown who we lost a couple of years ago. I think he's just, like really similar to those guys yeah width wise he's a bit smaller um but you you can't find huge wide men anymore it's hard so Mm -hmm. i like this pick um i hope he's not a bust round three 96 overall ronnie perkins out of oklahoma outside linebacker this obviously was a position of need faith i have no problem with them going really really i think we have like a plethora of linebackers i don't know I remember in years past when when a couple of linebackers go down and then you get thin. I have no problem with the Patriots trying to be thick at linebacker. I think it's it's a really important position. You can cover them with running backs. You can cover bad tight ends with them. You seal the edges with them. They are the Swiss Army knights of your defense. And if you don't have good linebackers, you 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 don't have a good defense. Yeah, I mean we're gonna have a lot, but I mean probably just that's kind of what they wanted. So. Uh-huh. Now, number round four, 120 overall, running back, Ramondre Stevenson out of Oklahoma. Um, by the way, I just, like, just want to mention like real quick, pick. real quick, Faith, the first two picks were out of Alabama. Second two were out of Oklahoma. I know you had some thoughts on the Patriots taking your running back, so go. Yeah, I really – sorry. <laughs> I really like that pick. Um, he's supposed to be – he's supposed to be, like, a kind of short – like, a short, like – short down kind of guy like maybe like third downs fourth downs short yardage um but there was a lot of like Garrett Blunt comparisons which I like I'm just worried about him being like the three yards and just drop down to the ground like Sony Michelle does but you know I'm gonna hope for the best um like Garrett Blunt is a very good comparison that's what everyone was saying they were saying oh this is like like Garrett Blunt like Garrett Blunt he's just like like Garrett Blunt 
who in his college years was actually one of the best college running backs there have been, which this guy has not was not even close to that, so I don't know where they get to this conclusion, but maybe just his style of play. Um, the way he so looks and the way he runs. If that is a good comparison, he can be effective and not just go three, four, five yards, can actually like extend a play, make big plays. I'm going to like the pick a lot, so... Okay. Yeah, I, I mean, something that I want to mention that we didn't get to mention is the Patriots uh, last week had to pick up the fifth-year option on their 2017 draft class. Um, they picked up Isaiah. Uh, again, if you draft a player in the first round, you get a fifth-year option uh, with a predetermined amount of money attached to it. They picked up Isaiah Wynn's fifth-year option. Again, these players are going into their fourth year, but you have to pick up the fifth-year option uh, now. So they took Isaiah Wynn's fifth-year option. They have two more years of service from him. They did not pick up Sony Michelle's fifth-year option. So they have one more year of him. And Faith, I, this is exactly where you should be taking a running back. The fourth round, um, you should not be taking running back in the first round. So I, I have no problem with the pick. I don't know a lot about him, but wide-bodied running back, a power um, – Hopefully he plays like Garrett Blunt, but again, this is where you should be taking running backs, not the first round. For sure. Okay, round five, one seventy-seven overall linebacker Cameron McGrone, Michigan. Now he's probably going to be out this season because he's repairing. He um, is coming back from an ACL tear, but I like that we're adding depth uh, to the linebacker core. Yeah, I mean, it's what we just talked about with that last linebacker. I mean, I have similar thoughts, but like like you said, I mean, it's an important position, especially the way that Bill runs our defense. So. Yeah, and I mean, he's probably not playing this year anyway. He's, he's a reclamation project. Round six, 188 overall. We have a new Bledsoe in a Patriots uniform. Safety <laughs> Joshua Bledsoe out of Missouri. And Faith, I, I mean, this is late in the draft. I do feel like this is kind of addressing the Patrick Chung need. I know that they talked about Jalen Mills. Um, I believe just before we recorded this podcast, Jason McCourty signed with Miami earlier today. He um, did. Um, I don't know. This this signing, this or it's not signing, but this pick more seems like somebody that'll just be thrown out on special teams for now, but we'll see. Probably, but nevertheless, <laughs> exciting to see a Bledsoe in a Patriots uniform again. For sure. Okay. Uh, they had also they had a second six round pick, uh, and that was 197 overall. They went offensive line William Sherman out of Colorado. Yeah, Again, we're in the sixth be... round. I don't know much about him. Add some depth to your practice squad. Maybe he makes a team. I don't know. A lot of the times, those late like lineman picks, like those late offensive line picks, usually make the team, just because like. How many times do like freaking two, three offensive linemen all just get hurt in one game for no reason? Like, yeah, big guys. There's always a lot of um, a lot of linemen you you need on the bench just in case. Yeah, definitely. Again, that's a that's a position I don't mind you adding depth. I mean, if you don't have an offensive line, you are screwed. Uh, the seventh round, two forty two overall, wide receiver. Yeah. No problem with, I mean, again, this is the seventh round, so we don't know what this guy's going to be. A lot of people have said he's just going to be the tall receiver on the practice squad to emulate other people. I do wish the Patriots went wide receiver a bit earlier in this draft. Obviously not first round because Nikhil Harry, uh, nobody wants to see that again. But, uh, I mean, I do feel like wide receiver is a position of need still. Yeah, I I agree. But I think that they, I mean, I do think Nelson Aguilar is a really good pickup. Um, I guess they probably still like 
are hoping to have Jacoby Myers play a role. Um, Nikhil Harry, like, honestly, may sucks. just get he cut. Sucks. He, he really sucks. may just get he cut. He sucks. So. They, they have to trade someone, and they have to add Nikhil Harry to that trade. He's worthless. I just don't know if anyone literally is going to want him in a trade, so... I mean, he can't cost that much. He's still on a rookie contract. We're basically going to have to give him up for free. But Well, the problem is they can't do that because optically it looks terrible to do that with a first-round pick. But, I mean, he's terrible. Um, I I am of the belief that these tight ends are probably going to, um, you know, provide some cover for this weak receiver core. But again, I, I mean, they, they should be adding a receiver. This, this receiver core is, is pretty beleaguered and, and you could use an additional body. Now, another, another position that they, I think it was a need and I wish they went was a uh, cornerback in this draft and um, they didn't take one. Well, what this draft told me is that I think we're keeping Gilmore if we didn't get a corner. I don't know if they're going to pay Gilmore. That's something we'll talk about in the middle of the season. I, I, I'm not convinced well, Gilmore is ever well, going to play if, for the Patriots if again. We were, oh, I think he is, or else I think they would have gotten a corner. But anyways. Again, I'm, I mean, we'll talk about this further this whole season or in this offseason. I'm mm-hmm. not convinced that Stefan Gilmore will be on the week one roster. Okay. Now, Faith, we obviously have to talk about Mac Jones. So before we do that, Mac Jones is more of a pocket passer than a lot of other quarterbacks. And there have been a lot of comparisons made to a certain um, Thomas Edward Patrick Brady, the great, okay, (laughs) the great one. And I just want to say to those people, you're asking for Mac Jones to suck if you expect, if you compare him to Tom Brady. (laughs) Again, Tom Brady's won seven Super Bowls. Mac Jones has not won one NFL game. So, Mac Jones might be a terrific quarterback. He might he might go on to have a good 15, 20-year NFL career, be a great pocket passer, and win a couple of Super Bowls, almost similar to a Ben Roethlisberger career. But Ben Roethlisberger's won two Super Bowls. I think maybe with Bill Belichick, you can maybe win three. Again, this is the absolute ceiling. Stop comparing Mac Jones to Tom Brady. You are not allowed to do it until after he wins his fourth Super Bowl. And Faith, I want to I wanna make that an amendment in the laser-focused constitution. Do you agree? Will you ratify that? Sure. No talk of Mac Jones comparing to him to Tom Brady. Again, pocket passer. Kirk Cousins is a pocket passer. Now, I like the Mac Jones pick. I think uh, we're moving on here. I like the <laughs> Mac Jones pick. I think that Mac Jones is is going to be a good quarterback for the Patriots. I, I believe that Bill Belichick um, will be able to coach him up. I think he's going to do well. I, I think, you know, we have a lot of success with a pocket passer. Brian Hoyer was also a pocket passer. Uh, we've had some success with that. I think we should be able to continue that success. But Faith, I, I know you have some different thoughts on this pick. Yeah, I mean, I I mean, sure, fine. Maybe it's a good pick. I'm just not sure of him yet, to be honest. So, okay, who was your favorite pick of the draft out of any of the Patriots picks? Honestly, maybe Barmore or the running back. One of those two, I would say. I mean, I mean, I want to say that Jones is my favorite, but I'm just not sure of him yet. I really am not. Okay, I mean, uh, we're not sure of Barmore or the running back either. For me, it's Mac Jones. I mean, but a quarterback is much more selective 
Then Fine, much question. more selective. But again, you sucked last year. Cam Newton can't play. I'm I'm glad that you laid it on the table and you took a quarterback in the first round. Again, I I just I feel like we need to we need to highlight how what a big deal this is that they took a quarterback in the first round. They had to. I mean, the crafts weren't going to allow them not to. I I hope I hope that's true, and I hope this kid can play. And you know what? After last season. Faith, you should be under some pressure for a quarterback. Um, so let me ask you this. Does Mac Jones start next season at any point? No. I, I believe that so. answer is yes. I think, I think, and again, we'll talk about this next week after the schedule gets released. Uh, I think the Patriots are not going to – I think the Patriots, frankly, are going to suck with Cam Newton. I don't think he's a good quarterback. And I think the pressure internally and externally from the fan base and from the media and from the ownership is going to be insurmountable. And I think Bill Belichick will have to start Mac Jones at some point next season. Now, Faith, let me ask you this. Who do you want to start at quarterback next season for the first game? I think that the Patriots are most confident in Newton, and I want the person that the Patriots are most confident in. Okay. Uh, again, I have no faith in Cam Newton. I want Mac Jones to start week one. Um, I hope I hope we can get him started by, by you know, mid-October, week five, week six, because at that point after that, I mean, if you go like two and six to start the season, you're, you're done. You're done. And I mean, that's just, an, that's another lost season with Cam Newton and, I think we could talk all day about the Patriots ineptitudes at quarterback. It's, 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 it's egregious. It really is. But we're going to continue to talk about this all season. We're going to have a quarterback controversy. And this is something that we haven't had in 20 years. Um, I mean, Faith, when Mike Reese or the other beat writers tweet out the practice stats and training camp, I think we're going to want to see those this year. Um we're certainly going to be discussing it a lot. This is this is just the beginning of this quarterback quarterback battle. Now, um, obviously, the schedule comes out Wednesday. We will do a full schedule recap prediction show next week. But what are your expectations for next season, Faith? Take that question with however you will. I'd like to make the playoffs, whether that's wild card, whether that's best team in our division. I just I'd like to I'd like to see us in the playoffs at least. Okay, yeah, I'd like to see us in the playoffs, too. I, I think Cam Newton has to show you something to keep that starting job. I'd, regardless if Cam Newton plays all season or not, I'd like to see that Mac Jones is progressing. Um, and, I mean, the, the Patriots have to make the playoffs next year. There are seven teams making the playoffs next year. Again, they're playing a 17-game schedule. And, and frankly, 9-8 and eight is unacceptable. Even 10-7 and seven is, is borderline. They have to make the playoffs next year or the season is a total and complete failure. Um, and, and again, I keep previewing our schedule, pre- schedule show. But, Faith, you know who comes to Gillette Stadium at some point next year? Tom Brady. Tom Brady. Tom Brady. And the super defending Super Bowl champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers come to Gillette Stadium next year. Now, Faith, there is one more major, major piece of news that we have to cover before we end the show today. And that is the retirement of Ernie Adams. Uh, Bill Belichick announced this at his press conference at the end um, of day three of the draft. Ernie Adams, according to the video, got to um, 
select wide receiver Trey Nixon, who was in the seventh round. That was Ernie's last draft pick. And since then, we found out that Ernie is fully retiring from football. Now, Faith, outside of Tom Brady, I think this is the biggest loss the Patriots have ever had as an organization. I mean, Ernie Adams is crucial. You've seen him in the junior job things. Maybe he is partially or entirely responsible for Spygate. He is a very, very crucial piece to what the Patriots do all over the field. Offense, defense, special teams. Whatever the Patriots do, Ernie Adams is a significant part of. And that, that's just a huge loss. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think that probably they've learned a lot from him. And I think that they'll probably use a lot of the things they learn and be able to kind of emulate. Is that the right word? Yep. Kind of emulate what he's done for us. Um, So I think it's like, like, it's not like we're going to like really like struggle without him, but obviously it's, he was a very, very important part of the organization for a while. I mean, I think we might struggle without him. He's worked. Him and Bill Belichick went to high school together. He's worked for Bill Belichick for 40 years. He's worked for Bill Belichick, uh, you know, for the Giants and back in Cleveland. I I think this is a huge loss. And I don't know who they're going to be having uh, replace Ernie Adams. There are rumors it might be Matt Patricia. I I think that's awful. I think Matt Patricia is a useless, useless employee. Um, But I do think that at least at the beginning of the season, you're going to see some deficiencies that you maybe don't usually see. And I think a lot of that maybe can be traced back to Ernie Adams. So, you know, obviously huge loss. Ernie Adams, fun fact, is younger than Bill Belichick, by the way. Um, but, oh, wow. you know, just good luck to Ernie Adams in retirement. Thank you for all that you've done for the Patriots. Mm-hmm. But huge, huge loss. Faith, anything you want to add? Um, that's, I don't think so. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you for listening this week. Uh, bit, of, bit of a long show, but Faith, we had a lot to get through. Um, if you want to follow us on Twitter, submit some questions. We'll start doing some fan questions if we get any next week at laser focus pod on Twitter. Um, and faith, I think it's going to be a very exciting season. Obviously we're going to continue talking about Tom Brady. Cause that is a huge story. Tom Brady wins a Super Bowl. The Patriots go seven and nine with Cam Newton. Another big story going to be the quarterback controversy to come in new England and another big story is going to be what to follow with Jimmy Garoppolo and Aaron Rodgers. So as we said, we'll be back next week to preview the Patriots schedule. And again, Tom Brady comes to Tampa Bay. So I'm sorry, Tampa Bay and Tom Brady come to Gillette. <laughs> so with that, we will see you next week. You can see how excited I am about that. Thank you and good night.